Hello, and welcome to Outnumber the Podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. We're experienced moms to a combined total of 18 children. Our mission is to help overwhelmed parents find peace in parenting and humor in the chaos. Come join us as we attempt uninterrupted conversation about parenting with joy and intention. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with episode 98, getting so close to the 100th episode. Um, And we're excited about today's because we're going to be talking about specifically about breakfast ideas. Um, After giving you guys an episode on what we eat and why we eat that way, we decided to break it down per meal and give a lot of concrete tips and ideas for um, making sure that you have some healthy breakfasts and then we'll do lunch and dinner later. Hey, speaking of that 100th episode, you guys, we are getting really close um, and you have just like a week left to send us your little things that you do to find joy or humor in the chaos of motherhood so that we can share some of those on our 100th episode. So please, we love those that we're getting in and keep sending those to us. Uh, You've got just about another week. So hurry. Yes, exactly. Thanks, Audrey. Okay, so back to breakfast. Let's talk about this for a minute. So first of all, I have to start this by saying that breakfast is my favorite meal. It's it's my favorite meal to eat out for. It's my favorite meal to get creative for. I just I just love breakfast. It's so fun. Oh, me but- too. Yeah, I, I love eating up for breakfast. When my husband and I lived in Portland, Oregon, a big city, we um we would it was our Saturday thing to go and try a new spot for breakfast in the big city every morning. It was very fun. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. Not every morning, every Saturday morning. Well, I I have started um, you know, like every year your birthday gets a little bit more and more low key because you're old and you don't really mm. want to celebrate it. Yeah. But <laughs> Luke and I have started going out to breakfast on my birthday and it's like my favorite thing. Sometimes I'll take the day off or just the morning off and we'll go and we'll talk and celebrate a little bit without too much drama and it's a lot of fun. Okay, so as much as we love breakfast, um, making breakfast for a big family or just picky kids in general can be really hard. And there are a lot of junky, horrible options out there that a lot of us kind of fall into the habit of doing. But first, we want to start off with like our ultimate goal, right? So Audrey, I want to ask you what the most delectable, amazing breakfast is that you've ever had. Ooh, good question. Um, okay, I actually know this. So we lived um, out in Oregon when we would go to Portland, and there sometimes we would go over um, go over Mount Hood and over onto the other side of um, of the mountains into Eastern Oregon. And on the way, just on the other side of Mount Hood, you're going down through, um, and you come to this little uh, resort called Canita. And they're on a Native American reservation there, and they have the most amazing breakfast buffet in the entire world. They have like all your all your proteins, like all your fresh fruit, everything you can imagine. But then they have fry bread, and they have the this entire array of toppings that you can put on it. And of course, it's warm, you know, just like fresh out of the fryer. They keep it right there. And yeah, that's pretty much my favorite breakfast I ever had. How about you? Oh, this is so tricky. There's so many things I love. Um, well, I will say that I am a big fan of savory breakfasts, but I also always like a little bit of sweet. So I'm the person that will like order waffles and a bunch of eggs and sausage and hash brown. <laughs> like I go like crazy when I eat out for breakfast. But um, last year I was in San Diego with some friends and a couple of us were the last two to um, to leave, to fly out. And we went to a place called Breakfast Republic in San Diego. I think they have quite a few of them in California. And it was 
so good. I can't even remember what I had, but probably some sort of eggs Benedict or something amazing. And it was just, everything was unique and it was all locally sourced and just so delicious. And I want to go back all the time. <laughs> that sounds so good. Okay. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's go there. I'm already, I'm already drooling for this episode. We're going to have some issues here. <laughs> uh, wipe off the microphone. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so we're going to break this episode into basically four parts. Um, how to change your mindset about breakfast. Like you're talking about all that sugary junk, easy options. We've got to maybe change our mindsets about what is a breakfast food. Number two, our favorite meal ideas when we can't get to Breakfast Republic and the Canada Breakfast Resort <laughs> buffet. How to prep ahead of time for breakfast, because let's face it, everything you do beforehand is going to make breakfast easier when because it's early in the morning and all that. And then part four, teaching kids to cook their own breakfast. So, you know, maybe we can sleep in and get breakfast in bed. Yes, yes. My kids are really good at helping out with lunches and dinners, but breakfast we have not been great at. And I think it's because... Um, because I'm just not great at prepping ahead of time. So the more I can do that and incorporate my kids in, I think the better off we're going to be. I'm excited to do more of that. Okay. So number one, let's talk about quote unquote breakfast foods in America. Okay. So these days they're really quite horrible for you, right? <laughs> you know, you go down the breakfast aisle at the grocery store and you're looking at sugar cereals that would like put anybody in a diabetic coma baked goods, you know, we're like muffins and pancakes and waffles. Like it's all just refined carbs with a bunch of sugar on top. And then we pour some syrup on top, you know, uh, yum. Um, but I, I feel like one of the best things we can do for our family is to redefine how we approach breakfast. And instead of looking at it as this kind of throwaway meal where we just grab a box of cereal or something junky, we look at it as this really important time to break your fast from overnight, right? And to really fill your body up with nutritious stuff. Yes, that is. I remember the one time I asked um, one of our friends who was uh, back from a missionary trip to Japan, and I asked her, what do the Japanese eat for breakfast? And she's like, well, breakfast isn't really any different than any other meal. It just is the first one of the day. And I was like, what? Oh, you mean so breakfast doesn't have to be this complicated, sugar-filled thing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder what it is that got us thinking that too, that like it had to be this massively sugary, refined carb celebration every morning. I don't know. Just laziness probably. Yeah. So the tendency is to way overload on, overload on carbs for breakfast. Not only all those sugary cereals that you were talking about, but think of breakfast drinks. I mean, like orange juice, hello, mm-hmm. <laughs> grape juice and any juice for breakfast, you know? So very little of those carbs have any nutritional value. So remember, you, you know, you're breaking that fast, like you said, and you need food to help your body start to, to function and packed with nutrients and micronutrient, macronutrients and get your, um, get your day started right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and just to talk, let's talk about those macronutrients for, for a minute. So everybody's heard about of macros, right? That's kind of a trending word. Everybody's throwing around. They're, they're watching their macros or whatever. And that just means paying attention to carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. They're, those are the essential basic building blocks of, of all our food, right? Um, but we have to make sure we're balancing all those at every meal. So sometimes we just have to think outside of the box. You know, you think carbohydrate, you think, you know, something kind of refined and 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 not great for you, but there are all kinds of amazing healthy carbohydrates. So I just talk about those for a minute, vegetables and fruits, all carbohydrates and all great for you. 
um, legumes, uh, good whole grains like oats and barley and quinoa and so many different options for good, healthy, nutritionally packed carbohydrates. Yeah. And then healthy fats. Let's talk about that for a minute because, you know, we're like the keto fat family. <laughs> but we're not eating like, you <laughs> keto know, fat family. yeah, we're not eating like raw strips of bacon or anything for breakfast. I mean, bacon is a very common thing that we do have for breakfast, a way we get fat. I mean, because hello, bacon, right? Bacon makes everything better. <laughs> but some healthier fats uh-huh, are like, that's true. yeah, some healthier fats are like butter, uh, clarified butter, yogurt, avocados, nuts, nut butter, um, coconut oil, coconut butter, olive oil, fish, eggs, seeds, flax, chia seeds, um, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, and then full fat. We do a lot of um, full fat and raw dairy for our breakfast because we have dairy goats and a Jersey cow. And so we incorporate a lot of that raw, whole full of fat. I mean, it's a Jersey cow. You should see her milk when it separates. The cream is like two inches on top of a gallon. (laughs) Yeah. So we do all that for healthy fats for breakfast. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then finally proteins. So a couple of healthy proteins are things we've already mentioned in other categories, but fish and meat also, you know, good, healthy dairy, eggs, legumes also have protein in addition to some of them being carbs and, and fat. So it, you usually don't look at your plate like separated them all, you know, separating everything into these nice neat categories because many of them overlap. You just want to get a good variety of all the macronutrients your body needs. And once we get out of that idea of what breakfast has to be, then we can, you know, start adding some of those other things that we don't think of to our plates for breakfast. Right, right. So we want to share some of our favorite meal ideas. What do we actually do for breakfast to get these nutrients on our plates and on our kids' plates? Um, One favorite thing that we do is we call it egg dish. It's an egg casserole. It's got um, meat and cheese and cream. And sometimes we add um, like sun-dried tomatoes or roasted red peppers or something to that. And then you just bake it and everybody has a slice of that. Scrambled eggs is pretty common. Um, baked eggs, huevos rancheros, which is just basically mm, <laughs> taking, yum. yeah, huevos rancheros are also, um, I guess what would be called breakfast burrito. You just take leftover eggs, which is pretty common, and wrap them up in a burrito and add extra cheese and melt it. And it's, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, we usually have fruit yogurt. So we take some of the raw yogurt that we make and um, we add frozen fruit and blend it up in a blender, frozen strawberries or frozen blueberries. Um, so fruit yogurt. We do have a recipe sometimes we have for a treat, a molasses pumpkin bread, and it doesn't have any sugar in it. It um, just uses molasses as the sweetener. So every once in a while for a treat, we'll have this dark molasses pumpkin bread. Um, Paleo popovers. Popovers are really fun. And then just paleo means that instead of wheat flour, you use almond and coconut flour. Um, Kids love those. And then waffles. We do keto waffles. We usually have a batch of like regular waffles and keto waffles. Yeah. Then all, a lot of times we have a healthy hot chocolate. I know I talk about it a lot. It's linked on our Instagram (laughs) profile. And then some ideas for adding vegetables to breakfast, like you throw spinach into a quiche or you add, we add um, vegetables to our egg casserole. Um, I will, I have been known to just grab a handful of greens, throw them in the skillet and fry it up and eat that as part of my breakfast because I'm kind of 
because I have a really high need to get a lot of greens in a day. And so I just start adding them in at breakfast time too. Um, avocados on toast. So lots of good ways to add vegetables to your breakfast too. Oh, smart. Those all sound delicious. Yeah. We're definitely going to need to take a break and go have a snack in the middle of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So a few of our favorites, um, I love making breakfast bowls. We usually have, there's usually like a base of sweet potatoes, sometimes regular potatoes, like red potatoes. Um, and then add spinach or le- veggies. Often this, these are just leftover ones that we've had from that we ate for dinner the night before or that I already cooked up. And so they're easy to throw in and then you add eggs and or meat with that. Um, kids all like that. That's one of my favorite ways to just get really nice and full and stay full till lunch. I love having toast with avocado on it. And then I usually put, um, lox or smoked salmon on it and tomato, lots of salt and pepper. That's one of my favorites. A couple of my kids will eat that with me. The other ones just eat it with the avocado. <laughs> they don't <laughs> like the fish, but whatever their loss. Um, steel cut oats. We love, we eat those quite often. Um, usually with some sort of nut butter or fruit on it. Uh, we like blender pancakes that we make, uh, straight from the whole wheat kernel. You just put the, the wheat kernel in, blend it up with milk and yogurt and stuff. Those are really, really yummy. Um, and then, you know, bacon or, uh, some sort of protein side. And really we've tried to start doing, uh, more leftovers from any meal, kind of adopting that Japanese and other countries mentality of breakfast, just being another meal and not making it something special or, you know, sugar laden. Uh, we also really like green smoothies. They usually have almond milk, spinach, or some sort of greens, sometimes carrots or other vegetables, a protein powder or a nut butter, and then some fruit in there. And then we also really like our homemade granola, which we eat with yogurt or milk or just in a bag <laughs> when we're running out the door. Oh, man. Are we going to be linking recipes in the show notes? Because I really oh, want to try your blender pancake recipe. That sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. Hang on, I'm typing something. Okay, some ideas for prepping breakfast ahead of time. Um, Make double batches or make a large batch. Um, It's really easy to do this with like hard-boiled eggs, quiche, this egg casserole that I'm talking about, um, baked eggs. Uh, Actually, you know what? A while back I did a whole – I did a video, cooking video of – when I was making baked eggs in the morning. And so I'll, I'll do that on Instagram stories this week. I'll put that up our baked eggs. <laughs> so we'll walk through it with you guys. It's so easy to make a huge batch of waffles. And then those are really easy to stick in the toaster and, um, warm them up. Uh, homemade soaked grain bread. I can try to link our recipe for that if I have it, but you know, whenever I make bread, I never make one or two loaves. I make like four or six loaves and stick a couple in the freezer have some ahead so that, um, you know, it can be prepared ahead of time so that if I'm not, you know, downstairs first thing and kids are hungry, they can start getting themselves food. Yeah. So smart. Um, really just about anything can be frozen. (laughs) We have learned over the years, uh, like dairy, cheese, milk could be frozen. Anything that you've baked, egg dishes, anything, um, you throw that in a, in a container in the freezer and the kids know that they can just pull it out and warm it up. Makes it so much easier to survive without, you know, store-bought cereal or whatever other stuff that you default to. Like Audrey mentioned, uh, so many of these breakfast meals lend themselves uh, well to making big, big batches, including ours. So steel-cut oats is an easy one. I'll make a huge batch and then we'll just um, put it in a big Tupperware and then store it for the rest of the week. We just scoop off some, heat it up in the microwave or on the stove, um, and then kids can add whatever they want to it. Sometimes peanut butter, sometimes... 
um, maple syrup. Sometimes they add chocolate chips. I let them do that sometimes. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> really. um, also, like you said, waffles, pancakes are super easy to make a ton of and freeze. Um, and we try to look for either whole grain or like a low carb version. So it's not just refined uh, wheat. And then uh, fried or regular sweet potato, sorry, fried sweet potatoes or regular potatoes um, are store really well all week long. Hard boiled eggs, um, breakfast sandwiches or breakfast burritos. Sometimes we'll make a huge batch of those and then just wrap them up individually and stick them in a big bag in the freezer and kids can just pull one out and, and warm it up really quickly. Those are super easy to store for a long term. Yeah, something that we have found out is that um, our kids need a high protein and fat breakfast. It's a must to help them keep through the day. Like if they don't have, if they don't get enough protein and fat at breakfast time, they just like their behavior just through the whole day it's affected even after they have other foods. So something about starting that that breakfast right. And then, uh, you know, our kids go out and do chores. And so it's um, first thing in the morning as soon as it's light or sometimes even before it's light depending on you know the time zone and the time of year and all that but um so sometimes it's cold it's really cold and they come in and they they need a big hearty breakfast lots of fat lots of protein to get them started um I wanted to talk a little bit about morning drink ideas so I did kind of tell you that your kids shouldn't be having juice for breakfast (laughs) so what can your kids drink for breakfast okay I'm going to mention again this healthy hot chocolate but it's a good way to get raw milk and extra fat whipping cream on top down the kids. And then it's healthy because it's sweetened with stevia or honey. So they're not um, they're not getting a bunch of sugar with that. But they think they are because they're getting hot chocolate. Um, raw milk, <laughs> <laughs> herbal teas. My kids love a cup of tea for um, with alongside their breakfast. And then steamers, which is just basically milk heated up with flavor in it and you kind of whisk it as it goes and gets a little foam on top and so those are all things that we choose um for morning drink ideas i also have a glass of beet kvass every morning when i wake up it's um a fermented beet juice and it helps my iron levels and then another thing i like to do in the morning if there's nothing else in my cup is um some hot water with lemon my kids also like dandy blend i think we were talking about dandelion Mm -hmm tea. Yeah, a while back. So those are some real good ideas um, for alternate drink ideas that's not juice. <laughs> okay, I need to know what kind of flavors you put in your, your steamers because that sounds delicious. Oh, and I wanna try yeah, my kids like vanilla and maple. They really like a maple mm. steamer. And then um, like you can buy all the artificial flavorings, orange, lemon, caramel, mint, you know, any of these that they... So just, just any kind of extract you just put in there. Yeah, yeah. Yum. Okay, we're gonna try that. <laughs> And so then uh, some ideas I wanted to add for morning snacks. If your kids didn't get enough at breakfast and they're hungry before lunchtime, we go for the same thing, the same macro and micronutrients that we go for at breakfast time. So we do fat bombs, um, cuties or fruit. This I'll let them have um, as a morning snack. Uh, Nuts are a good snack. And then if they haven't gotten enough for breakfast and they're just begging for food at 10 o'clock or something, um, then we will do a smoothie then too. So throw, throw a handful of spinach in there and get them a bunch of nutrients and some coconut milk or, you know, whipping cream on top or something, get them extra fat and protein and nutrients if they're begging for food before lunch. Yeah. So smart. You know, I personally had almost no clue how important that high ratio of fat and protein was to the body 
as a first meal until I started getting pregnant. And anytime I'm pregnant or nursing, if I have just like a junk breakfast, I am so hungry in an hour or 45 minutes or even two hours that I'm thinking, what in the world? Oh, it's because I just, you know, I just had a little bowl of yogurt or something instead of something, you know, some yogurt plus some granola plus some this, but you know what I mean? Like this full, well-rounded breakfast. Um, And sometimes when I'm not nursing or pregnant, I don't notice as much because my body has such because my calorie needs are so much lower. Um, So it makes me realize that for my kids who have high calorie needs and are growing constantly, they definitely need that high ratio of protein and fat. It's really important. Yeah. Okay. And I was just going to say similarly, watch your own body's cues and your kids' behaviors after breakfast. So like you said, if they say they're hungry before lunch, then maybe you need to do some tweaking with the breakfast and you can adjust your foods and your family's favorite meals as needed. There are some Uh, breakfast recipes that we used to love making and we just don't anymore because my kids are hungry an hour and a half later and it's just not worth it to me. So I have to, you know, fill them up on, on lots of protein and fat, like you mentioned. So I wanted to, I wanted to say something here. Like it doesn't sound very much fun. Like, you know, you can't have pancakes or syrup on, oh, speaking of kids' behaviors, my goodness, if my kids get syrup in the morning for breakfast, they go nutso. Like <laughs> they're just off the wall bouncing. And I'd have to send everybody outside for an hour to run it off because I can't <laughs> handle. <laughs> oh, but so it doesn't sound very fun. You can have cinnamon rolls and pancakes and cereal and all these things for breakfast. It's not like we don't ever have those fun breakfast foods, but we don't have them first thing in the morning. So mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon when my kids, um, I never cook meals on meal on Sunday nights. So that's like open pantry. You know, mm-hmm. if you can find it, eat it. <laughs> so <laughs> lots of times that's my kids will be like, hey, can I have a bowl of cereal? Sure. Help yourself. Um, can I have, you know, these, hey, there's some waffles left over. Can I have that? Yep. Absolutely. Help yourself. It's not that we don't have fun foods. It's just that it's so important to start the day right that I just don't think it's the place to have fun foods. <laughs> Yes, I agree. And you know, I've noticed that I'm kind of a cereal junkie myself, but if I eat it in the morning, I regret it all day long. I've noticed I kind of have hypoglycemic tendencies. And sometimes if I eat a whole bunch of sugar on an empty stomach, I I get the shakes. Like it is not good for my body's blood sugar to go crazy like that because it just tends to be a little bit on the low side. And so, you know, all that sugar just makes it go crazy. So the, um, Having these slightly, slightly more boring foods, but really, really nutritionally dense foods will will really make breakfast the most important meal of the day and make sure yours and your kids' behaviors and performance is so much better. And, and they can have a little junk in the afternoon if they want it. <laughs> yeah, I often have a bowl of cereal, a bowl of granola, good, healthy, you know, nutrient-dense uh, sprouted oats and sweetened with honey and, you know, real good granola, but I'll have that like for a bedtime snack so that I don't wake up in the middle of the night nursing a baby, you know, and he's really hungry and eats a lot. I don't wake up and have to get up something myself, something to eat in the middle of the night. So oftentimes I'll have a bowl of granola a couple times a week before I go to bed. All right. We want to address the last section, which we hope you guys are so excited about teaching kids to make breakfast for themselves. (laughs) Now I remember, um, when I was early into my motherhood journey and my oldest two were maybe three and six. And I said to my husband, I am so tired of cooking three meals a day. And he was like, well, teach the kids how to cook one of the meals. I'm like, well, which meal? He says, well, breakfast. I said, kids can't cook breakfast. What are you talking about? (laughs) And he said, no, teach them, just start them small, teach them something. And in your mind, have this ideal goal, what you want them to serve you someday 
for breakfast in bed and just start them out small. And by the time Mother's Day rolls around, they'll be able to serve you breakfast in bed. And so just kind of shaking me up out of that idea that, you know, kids can't make breakfast. So the way it goes at my house um, is that my kids that are around um, 9 to 12 are the breakfast makers for everybody, for the whole house. And that's their that's their responsibility. So I start them working alongside of me or working alongside an older sibling if, you know, if they're just starting in it. And one of my my oldest daughter when it when she was being trained on it and trying to get some of these ideas down, she wrote this big long sheet tips for when you're responsible for breakfast and it's all, you know, like keep the kitchen clean and make sure you clean up after yourself and you know all this this cute little list that she's got. But that's been passed down for every kid that is now learning how to make breakfast. They have to follow this. And, you know, you teach them um, fire safety, what to do if you've got a fire in the stove. And they that's a good thing for a kid to know anyway. Um, you start them off with easy foods, but something that they love and they'll be motivated to cook and eat. One of the first things I teach all my kids because they love it so much is deviled eggs. And they're like, oh, really? You're going to teach me how to make these and I can make these like for breakfast? Really? I can't? <laughs> <laughs> because they love them so much. So just the idea of that kids can't make breakfast, that we have to get up and serve them. I don't know. It just worked out a lot better to give that age set at my house the responsibility for breakfast. And and they're doing quite well with it. And 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 I don't have to cook breakfast. <laughs> That's so smart. Okay, so do you give them any sort of plan or you just let them choose whatever they want? Well, when they're first coming um, into this responsibility, they do have to make a plan and talk it over with me. And I have a couple cookbooks that are just breakfast cookbooks, and they can look through it and and get some ideas. And we talk about, you know, these things that you and I are talking about. Well, you know what? Donuts looks like really fun to learn how to make, but we don't eat donuts for breakfast. So let's (laughs) save that for some Sunday afternoon when you're wanting to try something new. And, you know, so we talk about, yes, this recipe for ratatouille on eggs, that is excellent. Let's try that. And we'll get all the ingredients, but then they have to get, you know, so they kind of make a meal plan on the weekend for their breakfast that week because they have to get the items they need on the grocery list. You know, the chickens Mm -hmm. supply the eggs and the cow and goats supply the milk, but other things they're going to need, they need to get that on the grocery list so that they, yeah, we talk them, take them through the whole process of planning and, and, um, figuring out a meal plan and getting the items on the grocery list and, and all that. Oh, that's super smart. I have a lot of helpers too. And it's always breakfast that they want to help with more than anything, I think, because they have the most energy then. (laughs) Um, But I really, I really need to start a plan for delegating regularly uh, because that sounds glorious. (laughs) It is so nice. Like I, I am a morning person and I love to get up early and breakfast is one of my favorite meals to cook and to eat. But I also have a lot of other responsibilities in the morning. Sometimes I have to go out and help, you know, with the animal chores, should there be something going on? Um, sometimes I'm doing a little extra prep for homeschooling the kids that day or, you know, other things that pull me away in the morning. Sometimes I need to get a load of laundry started because there's going to be six loads that day and we better get one started before breakfast. So as much as I love it, I don't Mm -hmm. always have the time to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and what a necessity to teach your kids, you know, how to make their own healthy breakfast anyway. Um, a few tips that I have for having kids help, and this this goes for just about any meal, but helping in the kitchen is um, we always limit. So like I said, we don't have a regular schedule of who helps when, um, but when kids do want to help, we have a limit of two children helping at any given time <laughs> because when you have a big family, it's like, oh, I want to help. Oh, I want to help. Oh, I want to help. And it quickly gets 
overly chaotic and mom starts to yell and lose it and etc. So with two kids, you can very easily say, this is your responsibility and this is your responsibility. You're cutting, you're stirring, you're whatever. Um, and really, I mean, there are so many different things that even young kids can learn to do to contribute. My five-year-old is the best at cutting things. And, and no, I don't give her a super sharp knife, but I do give her a serrated knife and I show her how to handle it properly. And I'm standing right there, you know? And so she's learning all these skills and gaining all this independence so that when she has even more, you know, dexterity and, and she's not quite so, so clumsy and scary, I can allow her to try some bigger jobs. Um, she's also really good at flipping eggs. She's good at, you know, so I'm saying like when we start our kids young, you can little by little developmentally appropriately give them more and more responsibilities so that by the time they are nine or 10, they can make a full breakfast by themselves. It's really rewarding to see. Yeah. I think it's really good for kids to try a recipe, have an idea and try a recipe and, and fail at it sometimes because then they're like, oh, you know, you can't substitute baking powder for baking soda. Huh? I just learned something. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I will say uh, one last thing for me is I tend to forget who I've taught what to. (laughs) And especially with my older kids, like my 13 year old, I'll think, oh, he's already done this before. So I'll just give him a a recipe or an assignment and and let him go at it. And then he comes back upset because he didn't know he had to drain the grease from the beef before he added that, you know. So um, I try to make sure that, you know, when a kid's responsible for something that, you know, you just give a little bit of extra supervision until you're 100% sure they know what they're, what they're doing and then let them go at it. But there will be mistakes and it is totally natural and normal and healthy, I think, for them to make mistakes and learn from them. Yeah. You know, another kind of fun resource is um, Ashley Bufa that we had on our podcast as a guest. Um, She has a course called Kids in the Kitchen. That's a really fun one. If you're looking for a way and a place and like just don't even know where to start, how to get your kids involved in the kitchen, check out her course. That's a really good one. Yeah, we'll include that uh, link in the show notes as well. Okay, hopefully that helps you guys uh, conquer your mornings a little bit better, not be quite so chaotic and overwhelmed, but still feel like you're giving your kids some great nutritional food um, when it's early and everybody's tired and they need a good start on their day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Did you know you can help the podcast in several ways? First up, we're on Patreon, and there are three different levels to support us there. Just head to patreon.com slash outnumbered. Next up, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a written review on iTunes. It helps other parents find the podcast and receive the help you're enjoying. And finally, you can follow us on Instagram at Outnumber the Podcast. We're always having fun over there, too. As usual, if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can reach us at outnumberthepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week.